Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with our executive producer and also co-host, Mark Griffith. And happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of you that are out there listening just right around the corner here, right? And uh, um, I love this time of year. It's a great time of the year. Um, Just like the song says... Um, we are so thankful and uh, for all of our listeners, and we hope that you guys are able to uh, spend a little time with your family. I'm sure that for a lot of us, that's not happening because we're at the malls and out there trying to get, you know, the Stimulating last minute gifts. the economy. Exactly. And I just told my wife, I said, just let me know when all of the presents are purchased because <laughs> I, I cannot deal with it. I said, here's the money, and then you go out and purchase them. So uh, hopefully all of that is coming to a conclusion and you guys are enjoying the season. Um, part of the season for us, at least definitely is trying to give back to our communities and participating in, um, all of the different things that are out there that we can participate in. Second Harvest Food Bank is one of them. And today we are so fortunate to have Elaine, uh, to come in to talk with us. And she is the director of, um, the Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, Elaine Streno, um, came, is with us here in studio. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, I'm honored. Always honored to be here. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And we so much appreciate um, what you guys are doing, number one, and also um, the outreach that you guys are involved in um, with Rachel um, Ellis, I guess, is one of your marketing pros mm-hmm. over there and had us out and on a, on uh, on air the other day and was able to promote the backpack program. So why don't we do this? This is what we always do when we have a Goodwill segment and some some type of information to provide to our listeners. Why don't you give us an overview of what Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee is and does. That's okay. a good starting point. That's a great starting point. So first of all, thank Mortgage Investors for helping mm-hmm. Second Harvest. We mm-hmm. are grateful, beyond grateful for that. Yeah. Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee, it's part of a national organization called Feeding America. There are 200 Feeding America affiliates in the country. We are a warehouse located out in Blount County, right? Uh, Maryville Alcoa, and we provide a million meals a month through our six different feeding programs throughout 18 counties. That's, that's amazing. That's it in a nutshell. Right. Well, that's amazing. Um, when you look at what the current level of distribution is, the million meals, because um, I think part of it is is that you only have so much manpower to get these meals out, right? So you have these six different feeding programs. Mm-hmm. So how has that evolved for you guys? And, you know, currently, what is the need right just right away? Okay. It's kind of a two-part question. Right, right, right. The food bank network started specifically to keep food out of the dumpster. The mm. whole movement right. was grassroots. And we, when I first got to Second Harvest 20 years ago, that's what we did. We took donated food and we distribute it to agencies. We had two programs at that time. Mm -hmm. The need has accelerated. um, So that's your other question. Um, That we had to start purchasing food and in one of our programs, providing food to agencies that feed the needy directly. And we would never get peanut butter or number one requested item in food banking, by the way, is peanut butter. We would never get that those kind of great nutritious products donated. Mm-hmm. We did get some junk food, which was great because we serve agencies like the Boys and Girls Club, and we all love our treats. Well, I can do an exchange program. If <laughs> need. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we do have to focus on healthy product because some of, of the people we are distributing food to or the clients of the pantries are obese. Mm-hmm. And they're obese because they're eating junk food right. because it's so much cheaper than healthy food. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So we implemented four different other programs to try to meet the demand, which we're not meeting yet, I mm-hmm. will say. Yeah. But we're doing a heck of a better job now, thanks to the community support, um, mortgage investors being one of them, 
and providing a million meals a month where when I started 20 years ago, we probably weren't even providing 100,000 meals a month. And, and how long have you been with Second 20, Home? 20, 20 years. Wow, that's, in, that's remarkable. And that's over 18 uh, counties? Right. Throughout yeah, I mean, are they counties. all just like connected counties in the right. East Tennessee area? Right. The network... We have, there are five affiliates in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So we go up to Hamblin County, and my um, associate in Upper East Tennessee picks up green. And then we go as far as Monroe County, south, um, southwest, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then west, we go to Cumberland County. So you kind of get um, an overview. Of course, our website will tell you all of this, and that's Second Harvest etn.org. I was just going to plug that because that's an, it's really a great website. It's very user-friendly. Thank you. Um, and I would recommend definitely, and we'll have it on the housinghour.com, facebook.com slash the housing hour, and also on Twitter at the housing hour, because we'd recommend that you go and, and the neat thing is it kind of has a dashboard because it talks about what's been funded mm-hmm. out of the projects that you're currently working in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why don't we start also next talking about the food for kids program, the, the programs that really I feel are near and dear to our heart. And we, as you mentioned earlier, um, are sponsoring that program through the backpack program. And I'll let you tell um, what that program is, but basically it's the cost is about 3000 per school. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's to provide food to kids who don't have food. So before I um, share my thoughts more on that, tell me what that program is all about. Okay. So it's a food for kids weekend feeding backpack program. It started about seven years ago. We went, we had a grant in Scott County. So our first school was in Scott County and it has grown into 240 schools feeding 11,000 children. And the food goes home on Friday in their backpacks Mm -hmm. and Monday the backpacks come back and then we replenish them again. Mm -hmm. It's administered solely by the, administration of each school Mm -hmm. there's nobody signing up there's no paperwork it's they the teachers are well aware of what's going on in that child's home Mm -hmm. and if they need that weekend food and if there are siblings at that house the there's more food given in that backpack so everybody at that house will have some non-perishable items over the weekend that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And you guys do a really good job. And Mark, you had the benefit of going to Jefferson, which is one of the schools that we sponsor, and you got to see it in action. But one of the things that you mentioned, I think, or may have been Rachel, um, that they do a really good job of protecting the kids um, that, you know, because kids are just, some of them are just cruel. Well, let's be honest. They they like to, you know, oh, you're getting food mm-hmm. or whatever. So mm-hmm. talk about your experience, Mark. Well, it was really eye-opening because I had no idea. I mean, you walk into, a, you know, an upper middle class neighborhood uh, school system, you don't expect to see kids that, you know, go home on the weekend and they're they're hungry. Mm-hmm. And so you see this. And so I was, I, I took one and opened it up and brought it out. And I actually took a picture of the, the uh, items that were in there. The picture so, I lost. Well, I've got it on my okay. phone. So I can take it <laughs> and I can post it. Yeah. But uh, it was just really incredible. And the kids were really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was about 50 of them. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I just, the teachers were so structured and so organized and so into this. I mean, I really felt I, I just, it, it just feels good. Me deep. I mean, it was incredible. And the kids were so, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Uh, they're just going to go off and be kids on the weekend. Right. But we put some food in their backpack. Yeah. I, it just, it really, really gets to me that there's kids that are hungry. And so this program has grown. You said it is now at 284, 240 yeah. schools, 240 schools. And that has grown from quite one. a bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's yeah. grown it's grown quite a bit. And the schools you said administer or actually distribute this food. There's no paperwork involved. And that I think cutting that red tape out of the equation, I think it allows um the solution and the help to get to the source quicker. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean the schools are very dependable when it comes to distributing, you know, to the right people. So I think that's a really good piece of it as well. So what does the um, the children get in their backpacks. So they get um, cans of food. How kind of how does that look? Well, yes, absolutely. Well, of course, it has to be non-perishable. So mm-hmm. we put applesauce cups, Easy Mac, um, instant breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, hope, hoping they have milk. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going up the peanut butter crackers, yogurt bars, 
Okay. Um, all of that kind of stuff. Some pudding. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Cups of pudding. <clears throat> well, Sorry. No, that's okay. I Because I, I can't remember who told me this, but this kind of shook me at my core when I heard this, which is that the kids sometimes... Um, the, the backpack doesn't make it, um, not, not that it doesn't make it home, but maybe the food doesn't make it into their bellies. That's, that is a, yeah. um, that does happen on occasion. But yeah. I, what I, what I was, the, the, what was cool about that was that they do some education with the kids mm-hmm. on how to keep that food theirs. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Because that's just a reality that we need to know about. Well, um, some of these homes, their parents are working and they're doing everything they can. Mm-hmm. But in the poverty situation in East Tennessee, you have to have some place to live. You have to have gas to get to work and you have to pay the utilities. Right. So food is, if there's not enough money stretched, mm-hmm. we, we can help them. Mm-hmm. And some of the other homes, the parents are, are focused on one thing and that is, the drug, their drug mm. of choice. Mm. And unfortunately the children are not the priority. Mm. And that's when this program really um, gets to the heart because you know that until that parent is off their, their drug of choice, those mm. children will not be the priority. Right. And we as a community want to help them feel good about themselves. So they don't make the same choices when they're adults. Mm. So but, that's how that works. But mm-hmm. Elaine, what I saw, I don't think it was necessarily isolated to a certain area of the of town. I mean, this is throughout yes. every right community. Yeah. I mean, so even in West Knoxville, you're going to have kids that go home and are hungry. We mm. have we have backpacks at Farragut Intermediate. Mm. So yeah, exactly. Right. There's no yes in every neighborhood. There is going to be someone in need, either just lost their job or just starting. When the economy bottomed out three years ago, I can't tell you how many people came to Second Harvest and used to be donors and now needed us. Mm. Um, That was heartbreaking. But when we all sit and have a reality check on if we were laid off, how many weeks would we have to live off our savings until we needed um, help? You know, that's a reality that went on three Mm. years ago. And some of those people, thank God, have gotten jobs and still are some looking. So that is like a picture of the mm. need for food in East Tennessee throughout yeah. our 18 counties. Well, and what I was going to say real quick um, is that it's it's right now we're needing a pretty significant pickup to be funded for 2013, 2014. Right. It's the fact is that there's schools out there going unsponsored because of just a lack of funds. That's right? right. So, so basically the solution and the, the, cure, if you will, for this hunger problem in these schools um, is is for us to give more money to Second Harvest so that they can institute the solution. Um, the, the issue, I think, too, is that people who want to donate food, that's great. However, um, cash goes a little far farther because you guys have more purchasing power. Right. right? Well, a dollar does provide three meals. Right. And um, we have, this is a very busy season for us mm-hmm. and we can get to this in the next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but a dollar does provide three meals. A lot of people like to have food drives and that's great. And right. thank you very much. But we can buy a whole lot more right. than they can because of the purchasing power of having the facility that we do. Right. We have about a minute, Mark. You had something that you wanted well, to Well, just, you know, these families are not just uh, rattled with drugs, but right. divorce no, right. situations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Divorce, you know, you can go from $100,000 a year as a married couple and the wife has zero income mm-hmm. overnight. That's right. Right. That's true. He doesn't come back home or whoever. And and also, I mean, hey, let's face it. There's situations where parents, the the monies might be there. Um, Maybe the parents aren't allocating the money in such a way. Um, Maybe they're not drug uh, addicted. The fact is the child's hungry. The child's hungry. And the child is being at whatever level that it is being neglected. And so that's where the administrators, the the teachers, and they work hand in hand, I'm sure with the principal and the guidance counselors to make sure that these kids that need it, get it. And I, I have faith that that's happening. You said it would look like a flawless system. Um, and it's a, and it's a really exciting program. And so if you're out there listening and you um, are a business, maybe you're a company, maybe you're an individual and you want to participate in this kids, this food for kids program, go to their website and go and see what you can do. Make a donation. It will make you feel so good. 
And uh, I bet you, you would be very happy that you did that. So guys, we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. It's football time in Tennessee, and if you want to make your house the envy of all your football buddies, come see us at Acme Block and Brick. I'm Brantley Rivers, and with a brand new outdoor kitchen from Acme Block and Brick, your home game day will never be the same. Acme Block and Brick. Our experienced staff can help you from the design stage all the way to the completion of the project. Acme Block and Brick has a wide variety of high-quality brick and stone products, including our Belgard pavers that will match anyone's style and taste. Acme Block and Brick. Come visit us at Acme Block and Brick and let our helpful, friendly staff show you how it's done. Visit one of Acme Block and Brick's three locations in Crossville, Kingston, and Alcoa. Or you can find us online at acmeblockandbrick.com to see how we can transform your game day brick by brick. See what a little stone can do. Acme Block and Brick. Hey, I'm Kevin Ray, the host of The Housing Hour. Please join me and my co-host, Mark Griffith, every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. as we bring you the latest news and current issues regarding the housing market. Also, check out our website, thehousinghour.com, for a treasure trove of information. So join us each week and keep up with the why and why not of mortgage lending. The Housing Hour is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. The Housing Hour, Saturdays from 8 to 9 a.m. on News Talk 98.7. Are you in the market to purchase a new home? Many first-time home buyers and veterans qualify for 2 or 4% down payment grants from the Tennessee Housing Development Agency. THDA offers 30-year fixed-rate mortgages insured by FHA, VA, USDA, or conventional loans. For more information, please visit our website at www.thda.org. Don't pay, don't vinyl, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Rhino Shield. Never paint your home again. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? Jeff and Roxanne here. As owners of Rhino Shield, our commitment to you is that you'll never have to paint your home again. Guaranteed. Rhino Shield goes on like paint, looks like paint, but unlike paint, Rhino Shield will last 25 years and we back it with a written warranty. And oh yeah, guys, Rhino Shield comes in your favorite color, the one your wife wants. We have been servicing the Chattanooga area for over a decade, and now it's time to bring Rhino Shield to Knoxville. So call now and get our introductory offer of 25 5% off. 865-219-3070. That's 865-219-3070. Or visit us online at rhinoshieldtn.com. That's rhinoshieldtn.com. Don't pay, don't find Go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield. It's not paint. Home ownership matters, and Mortgage Investors Group wants to help you with all your home financing needs. Whether it's a purchase or a refinance, our federally licensed loan officers are ready to help you sort through all the mortgage loan options. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. This is and it's a work the deal weekend. Congressman Chuck Fleischman, Monday at 8.05. We'll see if they get a deal. We put the braces of truth on the crooked teeth of talk, Monday at 5.30. The Halloran Hilton Hill Morning Show, News Talk 98.7, WOKI. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back to the Housing Hour. Um, thank you all for coming back in and joining us. Hope you guys are having a good morning here, and we thank you for uh, beginning your day with us, the Housing Hour. Um, and I tell you what, what a great um, 
thing to be talking about, especially this time of the year, as we are sitting around probably having maybe cinnamon rolls and coffee and looking at our fire with the beautiful, you know, you know, Christmas tree and all the other benefits that we have. And don't, I don't, I mean, we don't do shows like this to make people feel guilty. Certainly not. <laughs> but there's also that sense in my life, at least that I feel almost a responsibility. It's not a guilty feeling. It's almost just a responsibility to give back. And I don't know if it was my mom that instilled that in me, my grandfather, um, but somebody did. And and I'm grateful for that, you know, feeling. And, and, and it's not guilt at all. It's actually the opposite of that because it's an opportunity is what it is. So we're here with Elaine Strino, Strino and we're talking about Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. And we make that distinction with the East Tennessee because there are other um, food banks that are in Tennessee. And so you have um, the area that it covers 18 counties. Um, and you just described in the previous segment of what where those counties and what they touch. Um, we were talking before we went to break also about the kids uh, program. And, and that's what MIG sponsored. We sponsored two schools, um, Jefferson Middle School, which is actually where I went to middle school. And then also another one, and I, for, for some reason, I can't recall what it is off the top of my head before the show is over. I'll mention that. But um, that's what we were talking about. And, and we were talking off air a little bit about how the food um, it makes it to the kids. And so you said that there's about half of it's uh, fulfilled. Half of the schools sponsored. Half of the schools are, are sponsored. Okay. Yes, yes. So what could folks do? I mentioned it before we went to break. But um, tell me what the best thing that people can do to help you with this program. Well, um, if everybody was moved to uh, give and possibly could give $3,000 to adopt one school. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of Sunday school classes come together. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't have $3,000 mm-hmm. to do a charity gift, but a lot of people do have a hundred. So you get yeah. 30 people and you can do that. Absolutely. And then um, if you are moved to do that, you can go on our website. You can also, you can also sponsor a child. That's $60. Right. You can do that. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty simple. And, um, if we could just start to get again, the 11,000 children in this program, all the schools being sponsored. Uh, and, and I want to say this, Kevin, Mm -hmm. we couldn't do this without this community, Mm -hmm. um, to go from one school to 240 school has been because of the generosity of East Tennessee and companies like yours. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're grateful for that. And, uh, we just need to keep getting the word out because again, you don't have to have big pockets to be able to do this. Right. And Kevin, uh, the teachers are amazing. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, talk to me in about this it. Because these teachers, they they are with those kids every single day, mm. the majority of the day, right? Yeah. And they see the needs that they have. And it's not just food. You know, yes. so it's not just food. So I was talking to one of the wonderful teachers there distributing this food, and she pointed out, uh, and she didn't name names or point to the individual, but she said that she noticed one of them not wearing a coat, and it was cold. Mm-hmm. And so they go out with their own money, and they'll buy jackets. Wow. They see this on a daily basis. They use it. These teachers need help. They need the community to step in and help these uh, agencies. All of the right. nonprofits need help. So if you think that you're not being touched by it, go talk to a teacher and and you'll find on their income, they're buying jackets for kids. Yes. They're, they're augmenting the food supply to put into these backpacks. They are amazing. Yeah. And teachers do not get paid enough for what they do and the expertise that they have. They don't, they do not need to go out. I mean, they, they do it, but Man, that is saying something about them that they would be able and to spend all that of extra the money. teachers. Right. They all have this heart for it. Yes. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, they have true. to have a special heart to do that, as you said earlier. Yeah, and to know what's going on in those children's lives, all the ups and downs. Um, yeah, they're pretty incredible people. Yeah. Well, the, the website, the Second Harvest website, which we'll have on the housinghour.com, um, it's it's really easy to contribute. If you want to, you just you click on Donate Now. That's a big old button that you'll see pretty clearly. And <laughs> Yeah, um, we did that on purpose. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and, and well, our Apply Online button is pretty big as well. So, um, so you just go over there and you, you fill out the secure. It's a secure transaction. It's, you know, four or five fields that you fill out. It's very very, very simple to do. So definitely take take time today, if you can, to go and, and contribute. And how can they make sure that the money goes, to, like, for instance, 
because each, I, I guess each of the programs have their own contribute or donate button. Right. Does it go into like a general fund? It goes, I guess but my it, Baptist background coming. That's out. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. We, once you go in and donate, we ask what program you would like to sponsor. That's how that goes. So, um, right. you know, a lot of people just want to give to operating, which is great because mm-hmm. we love that too. But if it's designated for food for kids or food rescue or whichever program we have operating. Yeah. And, and let's, let's transition a little bit and talk about some of the other programs because um, there are a lot of great programs. One of the other things that really, when I was looking at all the programs and I was looking at the dashboard and there's, you know, some programs are more funded than other ones. Um, the elders food program, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the one thing that I found when we talked to Bob Kessling, for instance, um, is that the elderly community are part of, I think, a, a, a growing community that, um, and I don't want to sound negative, but I think might um, not be getting the attention that they need, I think is the right way to put that. That is a perfect way to put that. Yeah. And so, you know, you have a, a, a father-in-law that's kind of in that p- part of his life. And um, so you see it, he's taken care of, but, you know, his friends and, and associates and we know the World War II veterans that we've talked to. Um, but why don't you tell me what that program is all about? Because I think it's an important program. Okay. Well, and it is. Uh, many seniors who thought they had enough to retire on do not, and they didn't have children to take care of them. And so they are um, in a senior assisted living, basically. Mm -hmm. And they get meals Monday through Friday, but not on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So it's a reverse of the kids weekend feeding program, food for kids. We literally are taking food that they can have to eat over the weekends until mobile meals comes back in on Monday and brings a hot meal. Mm -hmm. It's the same concept. Yeah. Well, we're we're in about seven senior assisted living centers right now. I mean, if you think about it, Mark, you think about, you know, insurance and and you think about, okay, what does insurance cover? Well, insurance for some does cover their food because they're in an assisted living or some setup. Now, some of these um, facilities do not offer the Cadillac plan that some others do. So they can't afford it. Right, exactly. And so so there needs to be a a void filled. Uh, Mobile meals is one of those. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. then there's this other void that you're speaking to that, I mean, people can't go three days or two days without eating. Right. It's not healthy, number one. Right. And and then, you know, selfishly for people who want to look at it, if you don't necessarily care about the individual, well, those folks are, you know, the people who then become, you know, homeless at that late of an age in their life. And then there's all kinds of other problems. They go to the emergency room because they're hungry and they're mm-hmm. cold and they suffer other issues. So what, a, a, I mean, that's a great program and it needs some TLC as well, right? Yes, so, yes. You know, and, and all of this is not just December gift giving right. time because I, yeah. as a Boy Scout leader, we're out there on February because all the stockpile at mm. Second Harvest is gone. Right. At the mm. end of December, it's depleted. Mm-hmm. And and so it has all the hopper has to be refilled with food and people kind of forget. Sometimes we get into that oh giving at Christmas time That's and then we walk away and say, January, ah, we're all about ourselves. Right. <laughs> Mark, thank you so yeah. much for, for that. That's a good point. We do get so much attention from September to December and we're grateful. Sixty percent of our total budget is raised from September. Oh wow. Or probably more than that. Mm. But um we as we all eat at least once a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so do the people that we feed and it doesn't stop on January 2nd and then kick back in September 1st. It just mm-hmm. has to be an ongoing thing. So we love the scouting for food because they do it in February and uh, everything in our inventory will be out the door the last week of December. And we right. do have to replenish. So right now we're raising money and focusing on what we need in January. And I remember, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Second Harvest folks saying to us, and this was years ago, because I've been in uh, the uh, Scouting for Food, it's called, mm-hmm. for Second Harvest, since my son was in first grade and now he's in college. Right. So we've been doing it a very long time. And uh, they would come and say, hey, we're, we have requests for food and we cannot fill it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of motivates you. And it's cold in February when those boys are standing outside handing out bags and say, will you go shop for scouting for food? Mm-hmm. So if you see those little scouters out there, you go 
buy something and bring it to them. And if Just you don't, if you don't want to buy something, you know, give them a ten dollar bill or whatever. They'll I mean, get it I, to the folks. I mean, I know that's like asking for you know people to give. I, that's what I'm doing. I mean, you know, it's it's just so important that that people do we participate. We just take food for granted. And we there's do. so many. So let me, let me um because I got so many things I want to talk about and only <laughs> so much time. Um and uh, to close out the um the elderly program, the shut-ins. I think those are the people. Um, cause shut-ins, I didn't know what that was. I married my wife who was a Baptist and I started to learn what shut-ins were mm-hmm. because in the Catholic community, which is where I came from, we, we called them something different. They were always there, but, um, the participation of churches for shut-ins is so important, but also what you're providing those supplemental meals. I mean, these folks, they do not get the attention that they need. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure you guys partner with churches to help sure. to find these folks, correct? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, it, the shut-ins, if you know what that is, which it's, it's, you know, can you describe what exactly a shut-in is? Well, they um, unfortunately have had no family uh, locally, so mm-hmm. they don't get the support there. They can't drive mm-hmm. and they have to have people come to them with food. Just to get them to the doctor, they have to call a church, mm-hmm. and you know they don't get, get to go to church unless right. somebody provides it. That's right. So that's oh. that's essentially what it is. Mm. So I have a question for you. Okay. So you're executive director. That's you're coming at the year end. You had a great year. Yes. All right. So okay. 2014. Do you say these are our goals? We're going to increase this program. This. What What are your expectations for your organization? That's a great, great question, Mark. We have had the last two years have been the hardest in my food bank life. We have been in the red 200,000 the last two years. Oh. Now, um, so the goals have been to replenish what we need to have a reserve, focus on the feeding programs, um, buying more food that we need. So that, let me, that's bad news. Let me get to the good news. Hmm. The giving's up and we are thrilled. We are catching up with what we needed. And we have a beautiful facility that um, was given to us truly through God. And um, because the um, it, it's such a beautiful place and we got it in bankruptcy, the goals for me are to have everything in the warehouse all year long that these agencies need, period. Mm. That's what our goals are. And then, of course, because we have the facility we do to distribute more food than, than a million meals a month. That's, that's good. Uh, it is, you, I liked how you gave the Oreo approach, mm-hmm. which was the good news, the bad news, and not so much bad news. It's just a, a call to action, I think, for people who are listening. And, and, you know, you have the power to tell friends and family about what's going on. And there's there's plenty of programs that you guys can participate in. And we didn't talk about all of the programs, unfortunately. But um, go to the website. That's where you can learn more. It's secondharvesttn.org. E-T-E-T-N.org. But better yet, just go to the housing hour.com and find out more about these programs because if you're a restaurant owner and you might want to get involved with the food rescue program Mm -hmm. that's a great way to partner with those people um and i wanted to ask you we don't have much time we only have one minute but do you guys also grow food i I don't we that is a great question because of where we are we're putting a garden Mm. in um, we don't have a lot of land, but mm-hmm. what we have, we're, we're planting food. Right. Yes. You can get Josh White. That's what I was just getting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we also have farmer's market food come in on Saturdays. You know, oh, at, that's at food, good. Yes. That, that's part of the food rescue. People program. are so giving, you know, absolutely. they really are. And since the economy is beginning to get back on its feet, I'm sure that's why the giving is back up. I'm mm-hmm. sure Rachel Ellis is a part of that absolutely. as well. <laughs> she, she's tremendous. Um, and we sh- certainly appreciate you. Well, thank you so much, Elaine, for coming oh, in. Again, it was an honor. Thank you yeah. so much. And thank you for the gifts. Absolutely. I always feel uncomfortable being thanked for gifts that we need in, to participate in. But thank you. Um, <laughs> guys, we'll be right back. We have a great last segment. We'll see you after these messages. Hey everyone, this is Kevin Ray with the Housing Hour, and we want you guys to call Josh White at Home Harvest. Josh can build a vegetable garden in your backyard any size that you want, and that's what he does. He can help design a plan for you and your garden. Call Josh today at Home Harvest, and that's at 865 712 
865-712-2745. Home Harvest, 865-712-2745. Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Fall is a wonderful time in Tennessee. Temperatures begin to cool, leaves begin to turn, UT football. And truthfully, what's more fun than raking leaves with your family and letting your kids run through the piles? Mortgage Investors Group wants to help you make these precious memories come true for you. Whether it's a purchase or a refinance, we have the loan to fit your needs. So call us today, 1-800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group. Your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Are you in the market to purchase a new home? Many first-time home buyers and veterans qualify for 2 or 4% down payment grants from the Tennessee Housing Development Agency. THDA offers 30-year fixed-rate mortgages insured by FHA, VA, USDA, or conventional loans. For more information, please visit our website at www.thda.org. Market realities in the housing market are making this a great time to buy. Home prices are right. Rates are rock bottom low. It's time to act. But you need a company primed to help you take advantage of the great opportunity. That company, Mortgage Investors Group. Refinancing. First, let's talk about that. What if you could take your 30-year mortgage and turn it into a 15? You could save hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mortgage Investors Group can get it done with payments close to your 30. That way, your house can be paid off before the kids finish high school. If you're a first-time homebuyer, you're going to love Mortgage Investors Group. They have programs where you don't have to make a huge down payment, plus their information is accurate and reliable, and they get their deals done in 30 days or less. Best in the state for 10 years running. Go to their great new website, MIGonline.com, and find one of the 18 locations closest to you. The opportunities are real. The American dream is within reach. Let's get started. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Equal housing lender, mortgage license 109111. Another nice day on the way. For today, look for mostly sunny skies across East Tennessee, highs around 79. From the VLT Local 8 Weather Center, I'm Chief Meteorologist David Aldrich. Obamacare, beyond politics. Every Thursday morning in October, we'll focus on the new health care law. Then tune in November 7th for a day devoted to answering your questions. Sponsored by Neiman Insurance Group. Obamacare, beyond politics. On News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Everybody get up. Welcome back in to The Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray back with you right now. I'm here with Mark, our co-host and executive producer. And before we move on, I do want to tell you guys about Admiral Title. Admiral Title has been around now for going on, I think, eight years plus. Um, and what they do is they help to um, get your loan closed, your real estate transaction closed um, on time and with full explanation of everything that you're signing. Um, and what they really do is facilitate that that last part of the process um, that we are involved in to get you closed. Um, Mortgage Investors Group has had a great relationship with a lot of different companies out there over the last 25 years that we've been in existence. And one of the ones that um, really rises above, in my opinion, based upon the relationships is Admiral Title. Um, Home is their destination, and that's what they do. So give them an opportunity to work with you. I think that you would be impressed. So if you're a lender or realtor out there and you want to be involved with somebody who can really knock it out of the park for you and your clients, um, give them an opportunity. It's 531-6060. You can ask for, um, you can ask for Phyllis Burnett and she'll take very good care of you. So let's get talking a little bit about what our last segment is about, Mark. And um, first of all, man, that lot of that was eye-opening with the Second Harvest Food Bank, just like Landon, our producer, just mentioned off-air. Um, all of the programs, even the underfunding that is existing, 
Well, you know, since 2007, all the nonprofits have taken a major hit. Mm -hmm. It's been a setback for them, every single one of them. Uh, You know, so it's really important that if you're doing well, step in and and help out. Maybe a little bit more, reach down a little bit deeper and and give something a little bit more to help them out. Because these nonprofits, man, I'm telling you, they do an incredible job to help people out. And uh, since 2007, more and more people have needed that hand up, Kevin. Absolutely. And that's the key is that it's it's really not a handout, especially these local organizations. I, I think of our conversation with Bob Kessling as an example and how each of the different um, uh, organizations that they work with and how clear it is the vision of how they distribute whatever service that they have. These things are, are very organized. And we try to align ourselves strategically with the with the organizations that that are very much a, a well-oiled machine, like Second Harvest Food Bank, <clears throat> excuse me, like the United Way. And you remember what Bob said about the United Way? <laughs> he said when somebody called and asked him if he would chair this uh, chair, what did he say, Kevin? He said he had the um, he had the opportunity to say yes. Yeah, he I said he had the right, right to, say to say yes. yes. That's what it that was. was yeah. I knew that's what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, that. wow, what a powerful statement. It was because everybody, you know, we kind of sit back sometimes. I've been guilty of it. Watch other people go yeah. out there and help out. Yeah. And, well, um, I have, I've never really been guilty of it, but I know what you're saying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course I have. And, and you know, that's so true, though. You know, we, we, we get into our busy lives and we think about, um, oh, we need to make sure that we get the latest and greatest thing for our children and our children are asking for all these things, and which is fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But sometimes, you know, stepping outside of ourselves, even if for just a moment, like, I mean, you know, we do stuff and I'm, I'm not here to toot the Ray family horn, but it, you know, it's so rewarding. Like the, the angel tree, when we went in, um, you know, for the Salvation Army, excuse me, and rang the bell, what a great experience for my kids, you know, sitting there at the Sears entrance, you know, 30 degrees, you know, they loved it and they saw us, you know, really you know, being kind and giving back and, and, and smiling and singing Christmas carols, um, you know, cause that's what it's all about. And, you know, my kids, you know, they were loving it. They were running around the little area there and, and being very respectful and, you know, they're opening the door for people and stuff. And this one lady, I guess that it would just touched her heart seeing them do that. She came over and gave a hundred, gave them a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. And said, here you go. And can I have a hug? You know, it, just, it really was a, a really beautiful scene seeing that. And even my kids were impressed. They were like, wow. When I remember a couple of years ago, there was the war on Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bell ringing thing. You couldn't be out front. You weren't allowed to say Merry Christmas or something really? ridiculous. We like said that. it. <laughs> well, we said it too. Yeah. And somebody came across and gave us a big old check, stopped and wrote a check. He said, wow. this is because you wished me a Merry Christmas. And he tore it off and put it in the kettle. That's incredible and because people people believe in it people believe in what christmas is really meant for it's is not meant to get the power rangers or the the whatever is out there you know um i mean my kids have a list they know what they want mankind should be your business (laughs) that's right and so we as just individuals have the ability to, to really make a big difference and and, you know um speaking about individually but then also corporately um you know, as a community and then also as a company, because there's different levels, you know, that you can give um, in such a way that it can benefit these organizations. So we give individually our time and our talents, but then corporately, as far as our company goes, we also participate in some things. And so we'd love to partner with you in some of this stuff. And so some of the things that we do over the year throughout the year is of course we partner with the Salvation Army and we ring the bell. We try, uh, that's our 11th year in a row that we've done that. We've had, we had over 70 um, people go out um, on December 6th and ring the bell. And, and this is company paid time. Right. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And so, and we still get loans closed on yeah, time absolutely. as well every time. Um, you know, and so that's one of the things that we do. And then we also, um, certainly do the angel tree. Like we had 50 angels this year that we took from Salvation Army and filled those. So that was 50 um, 
Uh, actually, it was more than that because they they needed us to participate more, and we did that. We we rose to the the challenge there. Um, we also one of the initiatives that we did this year was the coats for the cold. So that was pretty big because <clears throat> we had um, a need in Knoxville. You wouldn't believe it. You mentioned it about the school the need for coats. So we started collecting them on November fourth in our lobby, and we had a huge, big, huge thing of coats that we gave to CARM. So that was, that was great. Um, you can find out more about that on CARM's website. They have that every year. I think it's drawn to a conclusion, but next year they certainly will be needing to have participants. Um, and then also the race against cancer we participated in this year, the Buddy's Barbecue Race Against Cancer. Um, that was a great challenge. And, um, you know, they Buddy's has raised over $5 million for cancer education. And he's, you know, over the last uh, many years, and it's, that's incredible and, to me. And the owners of our company, mm-hmm. Chrissy Ray, Chuck Tonkin, they paid for every single employee who wanted to participate in that race. Yep. And got him a T-shirt. Absolutely. Which is, <laughs> you, I got a T-shirt. Yep. And we went and raced. And that was all funded through Mortgage Investor Script. Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, the T-shirt, speaking of that, we also had an anniversary T-shirt for the bell ringers. And, and I mean, you know, that's just something because we believe so much in these things that we want our employees to be involved. So, you know, um, bribing them maybe with something that they don't need to be bribed, but giving them, giving them something to um, commemorate the, the, you know, cause that, that was amazing. The cancer thing, the race against cancer was amazing. It was a blast. The t-shirts had on the back, a recognition, a memorial, if you will, yeah. um, of people who have, uh, at mortgage investors group and friends and, and associates and so forth um, that they know have been touched by cancer. The, the back of the shirt was filled up. It was filled up. And, and you know, it's just throughout the year, if you can do something with your community and, and to help support the nonprofits that are out there trying to raise money for some great causes, and all of these affect you. Mm. Some level, some way, somehow, it's affecting each and every single one of us. And that's why it's important to get out there and do something, be uh, a part of it. And, yeah. And, and, and teach that- your kids how to do it. Exactly. And the other thing that I really thought was a I'd never heard about it, but it was the, the hero miles, the miles for heroes. Yeah. And, uh, wow, that was so cool. Chris Gerlock, you know, our community involvement coordinator, um, was the one who sought that. And out. thanks. And thanks to, um, the WOKI listeners because mm-hmm. they heard our program, Landon, who's in a, in, in there working our soundboard, they heard the program and called in and yeah. everybody was saying, what, what do you hear this hero miles? What, what's going on? And said, Oh yeah, that show, the housing hour mentioned it online. Right. So we got like five or $6,000 wow. donated wow. from listeners. Right. Yeah. That was amazing. We love yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's phenomenal. And, and you know, the, the miles, the hero miles, you know, what that is, is if you have um, a loved one who's in the military and you want to go visit them at, you know, Walter Reed, either you you have to have the money to get yourself there or you depend on the community. And so the Hero Miles, Delta, and all of the major airlines have participated. So you can donate your miles to this bank of miles, and then those are distributed out on a needed basis to the veterans. So, I mean, just a great organization. So we talk about this, our area, our local East Tennessee area. There's one more. Is there one more? Yeah. It was the flowers for, which, what is it called? Um, I can't remember. Do you know, Landon, it's the flower where they, they have the flowers, like a wedding, for instance, the beautiful flowers, and then people donate those flowers. So I'll find that before the show is over. But it's such a great organization because everybody has flowers at these different events. I don't know why I can't remember that. Yeah, but they, they have these flowers for these different events. And what happens to those flowers when they're done? A lot of times. They just throw them in the garbage. They're, they're thrown in the garbage. They're not utilized. And so this organization, and Chris was real involved with helping to get this all off the ground because this organization comes in, saves these flowers, and then uses them for people who just would never have the opportunity to have nice flowers. They take them to hospitals. They take them to different community events. And I think that that's one of the nice random things. Random act of flowers. Random acts of flowers, yeah. And we had, we had the gentleman who began that. Yeah. That was another thing. His story is phenomenal. How he just out of the blue created this organization, and now look at what they're doing today. And it's because of people like you listening. Uh, I'm at home, so go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, I was I, just I saying, should have known the name of it before. Of course, we're very active in our community in the yeah. East Tennessee area, but we have office in the middle part in Nashville, and we have offices in Memphis and across the state. 
we are active. Each one of these offices do their part in their community and very active in the same type of thing, which leads us to the, uh, probably to the next announcement. Yeah. And we just announced it last week with, or just Thursday, um, with our organization, but part of our 25th anniversary, um, celebrating that throughout this year, we wanted to really give back in a big way and impact something, an uh, organization that we can all come together and believe in. And St. Jude um, Children's Research Hospital was the number one thing that we all could think of because, number one, they touch the whole community of Tennessee. They're based out of Memphis, but each community in not just Tennessee, but in this whole world, frankly, they touch these children's lives. And and so St. Jude is the organization that we chose. And so um, we'll talk more about that, but really what we're going to do is we're going to throw the biggest and best golf tournament that there's ever been in Knoxville, and it's going to be um, benefiting St. Jude Hospital. And so the location of where it is that we're going to be um, holding this is out at Cherokee Country Club um, here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, it's a just a phenomenal golf course and facility, and we are so excited and thankful for the opportunity to partner with Cherokee to hold this great event. Um, and definitely St. Jude is a worthy cause for sure. They have um, a real talk about well-old machines. They are just that. And they do a phenomenal job. So um, we're so thankful also for WOKI, for WIVK, and the Sports Animal for partnering with us and sponsoring this event. And they're going to be our media sponsors. And so how you can get involved is you can go to MIGCharityClassic.com, first of all. And you can certainly register for the, the event. The registration is open. You can register a team and you can learn more about St. Jude, about Mortgage Investors Group, and also about our sponsors cumulus here of knoxville and learn more about how that you can participate you can play on a team you can sponsor the tournament um or you can just go directly to st jude and save help save a life and when that what's the turn tournament date the tournament date is september 22nd 2014 so we're gonna uh, it is a monday you play golf landing and no, he he probably does, but who doesn't play golf, really? No. <laughs> yeah, hopefully by then uh, my lessons will be paying off. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's good because we want um, as many people to participate as possible. And you know, WIVK for years has had St. Jude as one of their focal points. That's right. And so they, um, you know, and it was partly because of Martha, who we have our as our account manager or our representative that helped to bring this all together. So we're just thankful. St. Jude's amazing. I want everybody to learn about what it is they do. They take so much care of their patients. You know what? They don't even charge their patients a dollar. Mm-mm. They don't charge them anything. If When they bring their insurance in, if their insurance doesn't, co- whatever their insurance doesn't cover, guess who covers it? St. Jude. That's right. 75% of their total revenue is from private donors. So it's an amazing organization, and they save lives. They save kids' lives who have cancer that should never die in the dawn of their life. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week on The Housing Hour. That's The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.